What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. But this is our second episode of 2020. Second episode. Number and two. Already, yeah. Already, the world feels like it's going to fucking implode and destroy itself. Uh. Yeah, a lot has happened in uh, in global affairs uh, in yeah. the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So today's podcast is going to be slightly more global than usual. Yeah. Uh, we are going to be talking about the the wildfires the bushfires in Australia and yeah. just a heads up off the bat we do have a URL where you can click on in the description to donate and help in whatever way you can we just want to put it out there early and early as possible yeah because I mean we were looking around for topics for, for this week and I mean it just seems amiss if we are like talking about stuff happening in Singapore when actually there's like near, not too far from where we are yeah. like there's a lot of crazy shit going on yeah and I mean okay like it has it feels like it has been a slow news week in Singapore. It's yeah. like the whole world is fucking active in Singapore. The first, we're still getting into the new year. La. It's a hangover from New Year's Eve. It's a hangover from New Year's Eve. And then, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, uh, I mean, the bushfires, um, it, it just blows my mind. And it's almost like now you wake up, oh, the bushfires are still fucking burning. Uh. Yeah. It started, do you know it started in September? Is it September? Yeah. Wow. The first bushfire started in September. Yeah. Uh, uh, can we clarify when you say bushfire, like what is this? Is it an annual thing that happens in Australia? or, or Okay, what, so... Uh? So it is an annual thing. It's uh. been happening for years. It's yeah. just that this this year it has reached unprecedented levels. Uh. It's fucking crazy. Uh. And I know early on in September, I think there was a really talk that okay, this is shit is gonna go down. Last yeah. year there was the fires in, in in California, which was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone may have seen the videos that look like you're driving through hell with the burning yeah. uh, slopes on your side. So September this fire started and I think it started earlier than usual. And there was predictions that, okay, this could be catastrophic. Like, and fast forward a few months, it is fucking cat- catastrophic. Like, and it happens yep. every year. Yeah. But now there's a lot of talk of like, what can be done now? Because as much as we can talk about preventing future bushfires, I think now, now it's still burning. Yeah. It's still fucking burning. And when you say uh, it, you're referring to in general, uh, one is it one isolated fire or is it like across the it whole is, continent? I mean, it's almost like around the perimeter of... Australia. I think the most are in New South Wales, which oh, okay. is the the southern east part. Yeah. But even on Western Australia, along uh, it, I think it all starts inland and moves out. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So it is not just one place in Australia. Okay. I think the bigger cities like Sydney and Melbourne, given that they are coastal, they don't have fires there. Oh. But they are all suffering the repercussions of fires. So what, if I'm, what I'm hearing correct uh, is that these fires happen every year. Yeah. It just happens that this this year it seems especially bad for whatever reasons, yeah. or climate or something. Yeah. And uh, what we're saying is like, uh, it's mainly, it's taking place all across Australia yeah. along the coastal areas. Yeah, like. yeah. As you know, along the coastal areas, it's going towards the coastal oh, areas. Okay, if you imagine onwards. like from the center of Australia, maybe you go two thirds of the way to the edges, that's where the fires, I think, like, I think it started yeah. and then it's been radiating outwards. Like. Uh. So it's almost all around Australia. Yeah. And it's called bushfires because uh, it, it, it normally starts from the dry bush, like, which okay. is in the inland of Australia, which is very dry, very arid and just over the course of many months of little rain. Over summer, like, right? yeah, summer over in summer, Australia. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's dry and hot. Yeah, dry sometime. and hot. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's why it started in September because the temperatures were getting higher and oh, higher. Oh, I see. And from what I read, uh, Australia had the driest January to August mm, ever. Mm. So you imagine all these like fucking the forests are just drying up. Yeah. And as temperatures heat up, I think also Singapore, uh, Australia had the hottest January yeah. uh, in ever. Like I think places were fucking 40 plus degrees. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so the million dollar question is, 
I'm here in Singapore. We're yeah. enjoying like the nicest temperatures <laughs> yeah, ever. November to December was fantastic. I just had a great Christmas holiday and everything. Yeah. Why should I give a shit about Australia fires? So that is also something. Okay, I mean, yeah, like as much as we wanted to talk about a global topic, we just wanted to talk about it from the Singaporean perspective. Like, yeah, why you should give a shit, right? Because honestly, you really don't have to give a shit, which yeah. is what is so scary. Yeah. Because we only the only time we give a shit about fires is when it's haze. Like. Yeah, the haze. Now, okay, I look out my window, I can see... Whatever I want to see, whatever I expect to see. The weather the, is beautiful. The weather is gorgeous. The, the, it's cool. The air is generally fresh or fresher than normal. Why would you give a fuck? Uh? Yeah. And, and that's the big question. Uh. So, okay. So, I would, I would assume, even if you ask me now, yeah, every time I see videos and read articles and all that, I feel fucking like, oh, shit, this is terrible. But it's so easy to like, all right, snap out. Okay. Yeah. What's happening on Insta stories? What's for lunch, man? What's for lunch? Yeah, what's for lunch? Yeah. So, if you ask me why we should care. Yeah. Uh, there's no immediate reason to care, which okay. is a very sad answer. Yeah. Uh, but there's really no re- immediate reason to care. You can think, okay, are all the the okay? There are many ways to rationalize why this is all part and parcel of of nature. Mm. It's been happening for years. Yeah. Uh, whatever research I tried to find out about ways to prevent bushfires, it seems like un like totally unpreventable. You can. I think minimize the risk, but yeah. apparently when it reaches certain levels, it's uncontrollable. Yeah. It's been happening for years. So why give a fuck? But, but it does affect not only like uh, animals in the bush, but also humans, right? Yeah. I like, think like 1,500 homes have been destroyed already. Destroyed, uh, like fire, yeah. like burned down. Burned oh down. shit. Yeah. Any deaths? 28. 20, 28 people have died. And yeah. there are other people, others who are missing. Like, because, okay, Australia is fucking big. Yeah. It you can give some context about how huge. big it is relative to Singapore. Uh, I don't know the overall size. Uh, I know the amount of area that has been burnt. Yeah. So, uh, like, as of three days ago, it's 15 million acres. Yeah. You know, you grew up in Singapore, what the fuck is it? One acre? What is, you, yeah. you have no idea. What right? is an acre? <laughs> of course, I had to Google it. So, the, the benchmark that the media around the world has been using is twice the size of Belgium. Even okay. then, I don't know how the fuck, how, how the big Belgium fucking the, the is. The closest connection is that I know Belgium has the same number of people as Malaysia. Apparently. Is it? Population so how many size. people are there in Malaysia? 28 million. Or oh, 28 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So around there. Like, yeah. so, but, so, but that's people. Like, that's not the size yeah, of the that's country. People. Yeah. So after like Googling like and having to convert from fucking acres to square kilometers and then finding <laughs> out that Singapore is no longer 648 square kilometers. Oh, no. is it? It's 721.5. From land reclamation. Yeah, I guess oh, so. Oh, shit. <laughs> I always, every time I speak to, to people outside Singapore, I tell them, yeah, Singapore is 48 km long, 28 km wide and our square kilometer size is 648. Fuck mm. no, man. Wrong. I think that's so outdated. Oh. I think it's like 20 years old. Okay. So it's 721 and okay. essentially fucking 84 Singapores have been burnt down. 84 Singapores. That means... If you look at everything in Singapore, Changi, Ishun, yeah. Woodlands, everything. That 80, burned down times 84. Yeah, the size. Holy shit. 84 of those, no. Yeah. Like whatever you hear in Indonesia burning. Um, I mean, even the, 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 the fires in LA last year, I think it consumed 900,000 acres. This is 12, no, 15 million acres. Wow. No. So it's fucking huge. And, and that's why even in New Zealand, they are, they are basically having the haze like, in New Zealand. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, it's crazy. So, so, Again, going back to your question, why should we care? There's really no real immediate reason apart from the aside from just thinking, okay, this has to be bad for the world. Okay, I mean, I mean, uh, the people on my Facebook have been sharing very disturbing images of animals yeah. being burnt, yeah. carcasses completely scorched. Uh, one, I, yeah, the yeah. one that I saw that that made me like, whoa, shit, this is crazy. It's like I saw this like whole row of kangaroos just running away from a fire. 
It looked like you know that scene in Marvel, uh, Avengers Endgame oh. when everybody like the turns up from the other portals. It looks like that lah, but the kangaroos are running away from a fire. So so that's to me it's like wow the animals like you know if human beings we're the ones caught in that situation we at least know what the hell is going on. We we know that uh, yeah lah, it's fire lah. But these animals are like oh shit where the fuck do we run to? They've got nowhere. They don't even know anything anywhere to run to, and that's why how many like. I think the number is what a billion animals. A billion, as an estimate, lah. So estimated. of course, like a lot of this is estimated, and and there, there was so a billion animals have billion, perished. Billion animals. Died, died. Uh, I think eight hundred million animals have perished, and with up to a billion being impacted nationally, lah. Yeah. So impacted, I guess maybe they've been fucking burnt. Yeah. I I think the one of the times the seems like the the world first took notice globally was when there was a video of that lady who. Uh, picked up a koala and took off her shirt to cover the burnt koala. Oh, Remember? I thought there was one. I, I thought there was one that uh, someone was feeding koala water from a water bottle. Oh, but that one is quite like over the years. Whenever it's very. It's like a Singapore Zoo photo. Yeah, eh? Singapore Zoo photo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <fuck>. yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Burnt koala worse. I think, I think if you Google human and koala, like on yeah. Google, ten out of the fifteen images would be someone giving water to koala. But it's uh, it's koala that's so thirsty. Okay. It's drinking from a bottle. But was there fires in the background? No la, then, No la, No. no la, yeah. Oh, that mm. fuck lah. That's like a postcard lah. That's like Getty images like okay, that. Okay, so must have fire in background. <laughs> yeah, must like have fire. Okay. You didn't see the video uh, where the lady got off, got out of a car, I... took off her blouse and wrapped it up in a koala that was fucking burnt uh. Yeah, that's the scary thing lah. It's like now you see this shit on the internet, you know, a lot of times... And you're desensitized lah. Desensitized and also partially maybe I don't want to see these things because they upset me. So yeah. I actually like, I just... If I see a picture, I know it's something that I won't like. I just gloss past so it. So that's right? where I think I think just the notion of of donating cash, even yeah. though like you know the whole oh you know you don't want to throw money at a problem. This is a problem that like I feel helpless lah. One yeah. of the reasons why we're doing this podcast also we feel we just want to do something yeah. to maybe even raise a bit more awareness, get a few more people to help. And I think right now the only thing that I feel I can do is donate lah. Yeah. Whatever yeah. little whatever. you can afford. Uh, there's a afford. bunch of of uh, charities you can donate to that that. Donate, I mean, help people, help firefighters, help animals. Yeah, but there are a lot of animals in Singapore that also yeah. need help. How come you don't donate to them? Why you donate to Australia? Because in Singapore, they are, they don't have to run from fucking fires like you cheap. They have to run from humans. <laughs> uh. yeah, they, they have to run, they have from to run from humans and lack of funding causing the shelters to close down. Uh. Yeah, I, I guess uh, maybe because it's such a like a unprecedented kind of uh, thing, right? Yeah. Uh, it almost reminds me of uh, those more high-profile, uh, like you remember Hurricane Katrina in, that destroyed mm-hmm. New Orleans, that kind of thing. Um, it's one of those things that, like, like to quote Lee Kuan Yew, is a is a freak freak uh, accident or freak. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, once in a fifty years event, yeah. uh, like our, our flooding and all that. And, and, and I think it's also a skill that you cannot fathom, uh, especially growing up in Singapore, right? Like you just uh, was telling me over lunch about your trip to Wyoming over winter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and just the first time you see vastness, right? Yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. Yeah, that's why. That's yeah. why, like, yeah, in Singapore, like, I think we talked about it on the podcast before, where uh, Singaporeans have this very strange relationship with nature. I mean, we 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 are surrounded by it. We we built our city from a jungle and everything, right? And yeah. and you know the the sun and the sea, uh, the sun, the sea, rain, tropical forest, everything. That's all part of Singapore's landscape. But I mean, over the years, we've just become desensitized to nature around yeah. us, and we take for granted that that actually we are living in the in their ecosystem more than the other way around. Uh. Yeah. you know, so animals that come our way, we're like, oh, you know, call the zoo, call SPCA, blah blah. But actually, they. They are, are, are doing as much as what, what we are doing, uh, which is just trying to survive. Like, yeah. you know? 
and and uh, we we forget that in countries that are bigger than ours, there there are a lot of times when nature even overwhelms the city, and I think Australia is one of those places, like right? yeah, where where the nature is just it's just so overwhelming that when something like that happens, it's so scary because even the animals are running away from. From the nature and yeah. heading, heading towards humans, heading towards the cities to and find like refuge. This is, this is a country where there's a, a lot more animals than people. Mm. Like Australia mm. is one of those few countries where the population of Australia is what, like 20, 30 million? Yeah. And yeah. it's fucking huge. So if animals are losing spaces to live in a country like that, yeah. wow, it's, it's a fucked up situation. Yeah. And and I mean, I think I think the first time that I in Singapore realized the vastness that, that could be was when I went to army. Yeah. Ironically, right. like yeah. <laughs> one of the few takeaways, okay, not few takeaways, I learned a lot from Amila, but for uh for better or worse. But the one of the most magical things was when you're outfield and you reach a high area and you look out and you're in Singapore and you can't yeah. see any HDBs. Yeah. And that blew my mind that there's fucking places like that in Singapore and, and it's the first first time you're like, Oh shit, this is insane. Yeah. Just to be clear, you're not talking about Sentosa Cove. Like. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> Where you can't see HDBs. <laughs> You're talking about some outfield, some jungle in some very Ulu place. Yeah, correct, correct. <laughs> so Tosa Cove is a, is a different kind of uh, wildlife. Yeah, huh? You can't yeah, see it's HDBs. It's a zoo also. Yeah, it's still definitely a zoo. You get very interesting creatures there, but a different kind of uh, natural habitat. Yeah. Uh. But <laughs> so, so, so this one, like just the, the scale of fucking uh, Australia, I think... It's very difficult for someone who grew up in a city to understand how big it is, and the 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 number of uh, the a billion animals, right? Yeah. It's not including insects, no. Oh. I thought it was. It's only including birds, reptiles, and mammals. It does not include frogs, insects, or other invertebrates. Oh shit, that's yeah. crazy. What the fuck? How 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 yeah. how are there so many animals? I don't understand. Yeah. But that's where Australia is fucking huge, lah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've heard a lot from people who've lived in Australia about spiders. Oh, yeah, snakes. Huge spiders, snakes, yeah. uh, wombats and all that. They yeah. come to their house and all that. Singapore right? fucking one cockroach coming to my house really, I freak yeah, out. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> when, the otter, when the otters appear, wow, well, suddenly a whole group well, of people appear yeah. with cameras and everything. Oh, shit. All hell breaks loose, man. What yeah. fucks, yeah. Yeah, so, so I mean, like, what, 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 I guess the main thing we're talking about today is like, why should people in outside of Australia care, like? Yeah, but I guess I guess there is something to be said about um, when you invest in conservation efforts and all that. You're sort of uh, investing in the future of the planet and uh, and your children, uh. Like let's say some of these animals become extinct because of this fire. Mm. It means your your child will never have a chance to ever see this animal. Uh, not 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 even a zoo, but let's say in the safari or something or in some wildlife reserve. You'll never have that chance. Uh, like, like, you know, we didn't have a chance to see dodos and stuff. Isn't that asking a lot of people? Because honestly, mm. like, something that you can see the benefit next week also is yeah. fucking hard to do. Uh. Mm. I know mm. I should file my taxes early. Okay, uh, okay. I got, I got another one for you then. Uh, Singaporeans all talk about always moving to Australia, right? To get away from Singapore. <laughs> yeah, now come, yeah, now cannot already. Now cannot. Now we got one less place to run to, run off oh, to. Fuck. Now we it's got to be do something, it has man. To be Canada. That's oh all. Oh my god, we yeah. have to do something. Our retirement home, everything. Yeah, that's <laughs> if you are a very practical Singaporean, think about that. Yeah, you wanted to move to Australia to escape the haze from Indonesia. Yeah, yeah. Now gonna have fucking haze in your yeah. own country. Where are you gonna run to after election? When yeah, you maybe vote that for should opposition? be. That, that's how they should they should try and raise funds. Like, just <laughs> think about how it will affect Singapore. Mm. And all those people who like want to go study overseas. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah, can't correct. go Australia. If you can can't get into medical school in Singapore, yeah, you gotta go fuck. Australia. Yeah. Yeah. 
How to go? <laughs> How to go? Mm. Yeah, that, that should be the campaign, campaign effort. I don't save the koalas. Yeah. I save the, the Singaporean doctors who couldn't get into NUS. Oh, oh, I know another one. If you're one of the 200 over thousand millionaires in Singapore who loves wine and has a wine collection, apparently one third of yeah. the vineyards in Australia have perished. Yeah. Or in some part of Australia have perished because of this. Uh. So it's killing your, your, your expensive wine collection yeah. also. So find find a reason, you know, put, <laughs> donate some money and, and save it for yourself, you know. Sure, there are 200,000 millionaires in Singapore. Yeah, there was just, I think, an article including, last week. Including the assets of the assets house. Are, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. like 200,000 millionaires by, by, uh, by, what do you call it, in name. Yeah. yeah. But but that's where I guess even contributing a little bit, right, will make a difference. Like yeah. one of the most magical things to come out of this entire fucking uh, nightmare was the naked philanthropist, uh. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, I, I think essentially she was someone who was on Instagram, Twitter. I mean, just an aspiring model. Uh, I don't know whether she used to do like adult, adult content, but she just, uh, what she said on Twitter and Instagram, on Instagram first, was that if anyone DMs her a receipt of at least $10 worth of donations, she'll send yeah. them a nude pic. Yeah. And I think in the course of a week, she raised like 750000 Australian. She oh, got shit. She got banned by Instagram. Her account got taken oh, okay, down. But okay. Twitter, the platform that doesn't give a fuck yeah, about yeah. anything people post, they let her be there. And to me, it's like, I mean, she had one very funny tweet. Uh, she said, my, my family has disowned me. The guy I like doesn't want to talk to me. And But fuck it, save the koalas. And it's just such a, such a nice thing that people... And all the memes were fucking genius. That yeah. said that this proves that heroes don't need capes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even need clothes. Don't need clothes. But I guess like, any, any little thing you can do to help, that would be good. But going back to what you said about, you know, how investing in our children, investing, that's the whole issue with climate change, right? Yeah, yeah. But climate change is, uh, uh, because yeah, even spending the time in the very rural parts of America, when I was in Wyoming and, and Idaho and these places, uh, it, it's actually a, more than just about people just saying that they don't care about what happens in the future is that they literally don't believe that climate change is happening. Because let's say you, you, you're in a place like Wyoming where it's just getting colder. Yeah. And then, you know, the term used to be global warming. Now it's climate change, but it used to be for many years global warming. So people are like, what warming? It's getting colder, uh-huh. if anything. So what I think what was hard to understand was that actually it's the extremes of the weather that we're trying to mm. combat against. Uh, mm. Too cold or too hot. Uh. So apparently, in the places I visited, it actually has been colder in recent years. So to convince older people that hey, there is a global warming thing going on. Oh, it's tough. La. It's, I mean, yeah, that's why they very specifically say it's no longer global warming, it's climate change. But that's true. I think in Australia also, as much as yeah. they were hot, the, like is experiencing the ridiculous hot temperatures, last winter, which yeah. was their June, yeah. they experienced the coldest uh, uh, temperatures in yeah, many yeah, parts yeah. of Australia. You ask also, uh, Singapore, oh, yeah. Thailand, yeah, it's because of climate change. Uh. So as much as we enjoy the nicer weather and all that, uh, yeah, just be aware that 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 when climate changes, shit starts happening. Uh. all your yeah. tiles, your tiles in your in your flat might start popping because it gets too cold and everything. Shit like that happens, you know. Like you know, the the stuff that we're actually in Singapore, we're quite insulated from like huge weather changes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in other countries, there's a lot of planning that has to go into like okay, changing seasons and stuff like that. Uh. so so yeah, in Singapore, we're quite lucky and we. We should use our whatever. We should do whatever we can to to help other places that but, might not have. But the I same guess I guess the thing is about uh, the whole fortune. climate change. Okay, I think there are people who don't believe it. Um, I think there are people who fucking hardcore about it. They'll do anything they can. But the people in the middle who kind of believe it, but there's no impetus to 
to to do anything like. Let's say okay, let's say you this that this that fucker that like when you at the hawker center then you ah uh, don't need straw don't need yeah, straw they're like, then ah, they're like for straw? one corporations corporations yeah, no, corporation or like they fucking go and buy a packet of straw. Yeah. One of my friends did that, no. Oh really? Yeah, and if you're listening to this, you know who you are, man. Uh, what did he do again? No, she. Ah, what she, did she do? What did she do? She said she was sick of the whole straw, uh, uh, ban banning straws thing, and she said that there's no difference that one person can make. And she went out and bought a fucking packet of straws just in defiance. Uh. Because she was tired of your man mansplaining. Oh, not me, not me, not me, not me, not me. No, now I'm very careful. Like I will just mention <laughs> it. I will never evangelize uh, oh. stuff. For this bushfire thing, I think a bit different because it's an immediate concern. Yeah, like. yeah. But yeah. but yeah, going back to what I was saying is that it's like uh, the people who. Okay, maybe you can feel, okay, all this burning shit is definitely not good for the environment, but how is it affecting me now? Singapore weather them shock, what? Like yeah. what you say that. Yeah. So I think that's where it gets tricky because you cannot see the effects in in your lifetime. Yeah. Uh, because you may, if you imagine one extreme is you, are, you have a house in Australia and there's a fucking fire burning up your house. Yeah. Of course, you're going to do something. And I think the tricky thing now, which is always going to be the challenge, is the people who are kind of on the fence. Oh, you know, climate, yeah, this is not good. So something's not right but how is it impacting me or the other thing is of of I mean everyone goes through shit in their life and at any point in time everyone's juggling different priorities uh. for people who are maybe being squeezed in other areas of their life this is never going to be a priority mm. right so that's where I mean it's cool to see people like Christopher Hemsworth donate like a million dollars to 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 help efforts like this because yeah. As much as I know Ricky Gervais did the awesome monologue about uh, celebrities not one, yeah. not using the platform to spread a message. Now for context, that's what you're talking about. This is the same week that the Golden Globes happened. Yeah. A comedian Ricky Gervais went on, uh, he was the host yeah. and he spent about seven minutes like basically calling out Hollywood's hypocrisy mm. in, in, in supporting, in calling for action in various things, yeah. supporting, but then they are also being paid by the same companies that are doing yeah. all these things. Lah. Yeah. Right. And I think it was the about you know like now it's kind of a common thing at all these huge award ceremonies when someone wins an award they use it as a platform to share a message which can be good but he was fucking hilarious uh, so you should definitely watch that and he did have some points but at the flip side what Christopher Hemsworth did I think was good like, because ultimately it made us also okay feel yeah. like contributing feel like doing something he he has a uh, a link on his on his profile that has a ton of charities that you can donate to and I yeah. think. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the straw argument, lah. Yeah, yeah. As you know, you can say, what can one person do? What can ten dollars help? But it can fucking help a lot. Uh, and and yeah, it's just it's just a very unsettling thing. And as almost you must force yourself to care, lah. Yeah, I mean if the I mean he's a very big celebrity. He's the god yeah. of thunder himself. Yeah, and yeah, he, he has a video of himself just talking to camera, saying you know every little bit counts, lah. And I think. Uh, Maybe awareness, uh, I think, is the is the the big thing. Even if you donate a dollar, but if you tell five people about it, yeah, uh, they can accuse you of virtue signaling or whatever. But the point is, um, you're you're trying to help the efforts, uh, and then the efforts can come in many different ways. We're just not we're not just talking about helping humans only, right? Yeah, because humans, I think, there's there's avenues like Red Cross and all that. But there are also other ways like you can donate, for example, to the animals, to animal shelters, to firefighters, and, yeah, to firefighter organizations. Uh, and we have all the links yeah. in the podcast later we can yeah in the description share. of this yeah. podcast uh. yeah. and I mean that's partly also why we decided to talk about it on this podcast because I tried offering dick pics on Instagram but no one no one sent me any receipts <laughs> of their donations uh, so. you said you give them the dick pic before <laughs> the receipt you were coming <laughs> I think you, that that turns people off donating. Yeah. Or I tell them I will send you a dick pic if you if you don't donate. <laughs> uh. Oh yeah, yeah, the reverse <laughs> psychology. Uh. Maybe maybe we should do that. Uh. 
Yeah. Uh, but but I mean, there's so many things about this because I know we mentioned firefighters. The firefighters also a lot of them are volunteers, mm. and I think there's this one dilemma where they can only get paid a certain amount, but that's for like 50 days of volunteers volunteering. Anything beyond that, they can't get compensated. So a lot yeah. of people are volunteering um, because they just want to help yeah. and it takes takes them away from their job, and they're just stuck in a situation where they're not getting paid, but they're helping. I think a lot of them are just like their own homes have been taken and yeah, it's just yeah. a fucked up situation and I think the politics there also doesn't help. Yeah. I mean, don't forget that um, these firefighters, as much as they, even if they get paid to do what they do, uh, probably more more likely than not, there will be some health complications from breathing mm. in the haze and all that because in Singapore, we can't even tahan a PSI of 160. Yeah, okay. <laughs> stay indoors, stay indoors. <laughs> yeah, don't go out and play, don't go out and play. Of those firefighters are fighting, I don't know, three, 400 PSI at least and just working non-stop. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, if you've seen videos and pictures, it's fucking crazy. Then, so then the next question is like, okay, can we, can anything be done to even prevent bushfires? And the only thing I could find was, okay, because basically bushfires... Uh, start when there's a lot of dry material that has been dried out over many months of no rain yeah. and there could be lightning, there could be just um, uh, sparks here and there that start the fires and wind causes it to spread. Yeah. So it's almost like once it reaches a tipping point, there's no stopping it, la, yeah. unfortunately. So apparently what can be done is this thing called uh, like a, this process where they they periodically burn stuff on yeah. the grounds of the, yeah, of the right. forest. Now, that's what actually, actually when I went to Yellowstone recently, yeah. that is what they told me. Uh, because apparently in the 80s, there was a huge forest fire that destroyed a uh, good part of Yellowstone Nature Park, National Park. And uh, what at that point, because uh, the whole National Park uh, system in the US was still relatively new, so they didn't know how to handle fires. Mm. But they learned a lot from that from that one huge fire la, which mm. unfortunately took out a lot of the park so mm. uh, they learned that yeah like what you said if you if you don't let fires happen a lot of like the build up in the it just mm. builds up and it becomes this huge lightning rod for like anything like any, yeah. anything in nature no, we're not even talking about someone smoking just a, lightning, some yeah. lightning or something what can spark a fire mm. um, and they learned that yeah la, what the best thing they can do is controlled burning which is uh, there's park rangers who go around and they they have companies that they get to to oversee the burning and, mm. and things are, and it's just unfortunate. But they needed that one time, one times big fire to make them wake up and realize, oh, we need to manage this much more carefully. Uh. So I don't mm. know if in Australia they really had protocols like this in place, but I think they probably did have protocols because they do have bushfires every year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. But this is fucking crazy. Like mm. any picture you Google, right, it's yeah. insane. Like the the white pristine snow caps of mountains in New Zealand are now yeah. called like caramelized. Oh yeah, yeah. Because of ash, the, because right? of ash and the yeah. skies are yellow. It really looks like you're a picture picture from hell. Yeah. I guess the, the animals the suffering that's the sucks are right. Yes, yeah. Tough uh, tough. Oh. But I mean that's why like yeah if you are if you are someone of influence as well and you're listening to this podcast yeah you I mean it's also good for you to point out to to your followers use your influence for for good also like. yeah I guess even if you just tell one other person to help in whatever way if they also want to send nude pics and try and raise money and don't mind being disowned by their family <laughs> sure you know that's great just to clarify we're not encouraging we're not anyone encouraging. to send nude pics huh? yeah you're free to uh, send or not send nude pics uh, whenever you want yeah <laughs> yeah but but just feels like yeah i mean even yeah like it's, it's just a shitty situation uh it's only going to get worse uh mm. because the fires are not say they're over no yeah. as we speak now right fucking shit is burning animals are dying uh and we are sitting in Akon here in Singapore. Yeah. 
I mean, uh, that, that's it. I think in Singapore also, I, I don't know if there'll be opportunities, but maybe uh, through like one organization like Habitat for Humanity or mm. something, there might be opportunities to go and volunteer to help uh, you know, clear up home, uh, those destroyed homes and stuff like that. Because mm. that, that, that's something I did. I'm going to virtue signal now a little bit. Mm. After the Hurricane Katrina, you know, I went down with some students to New Orleans and, and literally just like spent a week just tearing down homes and taking out the shit inside all these flooded homes. Mm. As in, there wasn't water or anything, but everything was destroyed and they just wanted to tear everything down and start from scratch again. But you can't, apparently you can't just like take a bulldozer and just run over a house because there's just, there's things like the fridge, the refrigerator inside needs to be disposed of properly because oh, of, uh, of the chemicals. Yeah. Uh. So, so there's a very, it's a lot of intricate little things that require like literal manpower to go and do it, you see. Oh, that, that, that the US government wasn't even uh, paying for at that point. So it really relied on volunteers to go. La, but uh, it's not a scenic thing to go and see. La. It's really quite sad when you go and see people's destroyed homes and all that. But maybe there's an avenue that you can do after you know after all these fires have happened. I mean, don't go there now and, and try to pull out the fires alone. Uh. That, yeah, that, that, that doesn't work. Uh. Yeah, or yeah. don't go there for the grammar. <laughs> I mean, if the, if you if the gram gets you there, okay, that's true. Yeah. No, if the gram helps spread the message, like yeah. like yeah. Christopher Hemsworth used the used his gram. Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, you cannot blanket like <laughs> anyone who uses Instagram. But you're signaling to yeah. the max, yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, you can you can click on the link uh, in the description. Link or links, we'll try and put as much info to make it as easy as possible for for you to help out in whatever way, like. And even yeah. if you want to just uh, let us know whether we have any ideas or what your thoughts are, yeah. uh, or if you want to share this podcast with anyone, that would be greatly appreciated. So who are you donating to, or, or have you? Uh, I donated yeah. to Red Cross and uh, Wires, I believe. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because I, I so that's the thing, like. The 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 ironic thing is that there are so many people to donate to. Yeah. Uh, that it almost makes it seem like oh fuck, who should you donate to? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I always like to donate to smaller charities. Mm. Uh, because the people like the Red Cross, they get a lot already, and sometimes yeah. these more isolated ones have need, like hundred hundred dollars, two hundred dollars can make a much bigger difference. Like. Yeah. So. Uh, I think there were certain ones that I found that if you're not a resident in Australia, it's tough to donate. Uh, so you okay. do need to research a bit. We'll try and put links to the easiest ones like yeah. that. Cover uh, the people, the animals, the firefighters, yeah. and as many options as possible. Yeah, in fact, the ones I'm looking at are probably, they even have the word koalas in the name, like the mm. Koala Foundation, Koalas in Care. All these are non-profits that help small groups of koalas. I mean, we're not talking about hundreds, probably even less than 100, but, but if you save one koala's life, you know, yeah, that, that could be. It's still a nice thing, right? Yeah, and after they eat your hamburger for lunch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a whole whole other topic for discussion. So so yeah, let us know. Um, this 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 hasn't been the the most lighthearted thing, which is why the next thing we have yeah uh, hopefully is, it's, a, is it's a little light, more lighthearted. Yeah, <laughs> it's, but it's also it's also something related to going overseas and traveling <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, it's it's also but it's closer to home la, closer yeah, to closer, Singapore closer Singapore to is directly imp- implicated in yeah. this <laughs> so what what is it? so uh, there's this YouTube uh, aviation uh, uh, fan who goes around reviewing airlines uh. so on, on 7 January he posted a video called review Singapore Airlines economy class not worth the dollar Whoa. Yeah, not worth the fucking dollar, man. You mean the multi-award winning Singapore International Airlines? Yeah, my ex-employer. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> Full right. Full disclosure, correct. I used to do digital marketing for Singapore Airlines yeah. uh, for two years. Uh, really changed my, my life in many ways. 
uh, for better or worse. Um, but he took a flight from London to Singapore aboard the A380, I believe. And he basically said, okay, it cost him $1,200. US dollars, right? I mean, he says dollars. He's from Britain, uh, from UK. So I don't know where it's pounds, uh, Singapore. Yeah. I don't think it's Singapore dollars. It's not Singapore dollars. Yeah, I think it's sure, US yeah. dollars. Given that he does review airlines all around the world, I'm guessing when he talks about currency on his channel, he want to want to stick to something more universal. Yeah. So I'm guessing it's US dollars, which is about 1,600, yeah. 1,700 Singapore dollars. Yeah. So <laughs> at the end of it, I mean, it's a pretty comprehensive video, 12 minutes. Um, and he ultimately had good praise for the airlines. Uh, I think the main things he said, the food was great, the seats were great, the entertainment system is good, but not world-class. Yeah. But he had one, one contentious issue. Which was? Uh, well, well, you, you want to you wanna give the lowdown? I, I don't have it right in front oh, of okay. me. But, but yeah. <laughs> okay, I was trying not to, not to talk the whole time. Uh. Okay, okay, no, no but, it's fine, it's fine. But yeah. he basically said that the crew was uh, somewhat robotic, uh. <laughs> and he said, he said he just wished they would be a bit more social, uh, a bit more warm and interact more with the passengers. Uh. Yeah. So this yeah. was, so, so I mean, that was his review. You know, yep. he still said it's a great airline. It's not worth the money because yeah. uh, the competitors give it for almost like half the price and yeah. you get really good service. He, he even like fucking rubbed salt into the wound by saying he, the previous day he took, the previous few week he took a Malaysian Airlines flight yeah. <laughs> and he said the people were so personable, so warm. <laughs> so he wrecked recommended uh, Singapore Airlines to you know up their game in terms of their, their chatability oh yeah chatability yeah but then there was a clap back yeah basically uh, another an airline steward from he, he didn't say he was from Singapore Airlines but maybe another airline uh, he says that basically he started a twist, Twitter rant against this guy with the word Xiao Lang yeah he starts off Xiao Lang yeah, but basically and basically breaks down that you know uh uh, SIA uh, a steward or stewardess is just way too busy uh, to have time to go and chat with you. You know, there's a number of people that are serving, the number of things they have to do and clean and, and children to entertain and stuff like that. They have absolutely no time to like stop at your seat, smile at you and talk to you and be nice to you and all that. So, but if you want to do that, you can actually get up and walk to the galley, where, which is where they are hanging out and, and, and actually talk to them. La. But to expect them to uh, have to stop and smile and entertain you, is uh, like he said, Xiao Lang, you know, crazy <laughs> guy. Just to reuse some quotes from his run. Yeah. He was like, it starts off Xiao Long, you know, just like, no, I'm a this, I'm a that, Xiao Long. Uh, and then he says, uh, this guy is an entitled prick. Uh, any travel blogger in inverted commas will know that economy class is an understaffed hellhole of a war zone. Yeah. Um, uh, saying that uh, they, they have to talk to a lot of people and ask them the g- generic questions, which is what meals they want to have. He has to ask it multiple times because people tend to be plugged into their earphones. Um, if I have a conversation with everyone, passengers in the last row will starve to death. So please pardon us when we don't know who's a chatty catty <laughs> or who wants to continue watching Hustlers starring Golden Globe nominee Jennifer Lopez. Um, we do not have the time to talk to you. After that, passengers fall asleep. If you want to talk, yeah, come to the galley. And he ends off, don't think swinging around an iPhone with a $5 selfie stick you bought on Shopee qualifies you for greater service. <laughs> A very, very, very sarcastic word, uh, sarcastically very, worded uh, response. Yeah, so, okay, so in the few times that I fly Singapore Airlines, because admittedly, if I yeah. ever have to fly, unless yeah. it's paid for, I will never choose yeah. Singapore Airlines uh, because yeah. they are fucking expensive. Like. It is a premium. Yeah, yeah, but in a few times I fly, I've always enjoyed the experience yeah. uh, and I've always found the, the crew to be nice. Like. Granted that everyone has an off day, granted mm. that for whatever reason, maybe they were fucking packed, even though in his video he did say his middle seat beside him was empty. Um, the crew are a little off. Um, I mean, I think that's that's just it. He has every right to give that review. Yeah, yeah. Right? And he reviews a lot of airlines. So yeah. it's also not, he's just a, not just 
picky picky person. Yeah, and I think the important thing also is uh, when watching the review. Uh, actually, overall, he. I mean, I think the title is clickbaity lah mm, about mm, saying that it's not worth mm. it. But overall, when you watch the review, he has really a lot of positive things to say. He uses the word, the product is brilliant. It's just like he would choose the cheaper option lah because. You know, I don't know whether he gets more chatty um, service from other airlines, but yeah, it wasn't as negative as a lot of the as the Twitter rant make it, makes it sound. Uh, Twitter course, rant makes it sound. Of course, the best comment, which was pinned by the creator himself, was like, "Singaporeans normally SQ standard drops so much. Singaporeans, when SQ criticize, dislike the video at once." <laughs> <laughs> which is true, I mean, Every it's, everyone it's says <laughs> Singaporeans are always like, "Oh, SQ standards drop, uh, stewardess standard drop, all this kind of and then nasty comments like, "Oh, they're not as good looking as before." Things like that, lah. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot of that shit. It's true, and then you get people like disagreeing uh, and agreeing and all that. But I mean, he just gave this thing like, uh, if I just find it, uh, I mean, I also agree that it's it's not worth it, lah, because. Yeah. The other competitors are really fucking good, but I think probably this guy who went on a run—I don't know—is he? He's probably a, a, a an ex-crew or a crew because yeah. he speaks of the crew like they, but yeah. he speaks with enough he detail knows. that he knows the operations and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's also because the guy said Malaysian Airlines was good. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a kick the nuts. Huh, for it's Singapore. just fucking funny, yeah. I mean, it's it's a nice break from the global issues that are going on now, like fucking almost a World War Three, US and Iran. Uh, the 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 uh, plane that got apparently shot down the bushfires, all these global crises, and then you see this mini crisis here between yeah. Singaporeans angry yeah. at a Caucasian guy for reviewing our airliner. Yeah, the, the funny thing was when I was flying uh, a lot of the domestic flights in the US, right? When I was traveling between US cities, uh, I mean the stu- the stewards and stewardesses there, they might be more personable in the in the sense that they are willing to talk with their personality. But doesn't necessarily mean that it'll be nice, you know. Sometimes they, they, the way they talk back to you, uh, you feel like you're being scolded by somebody's grandmother. Is it, <laughs> like what? Like what? No, like you say, oh, like you raise your hand and say, excuse me, because you want more eyes or something. Then they wait, and then they just hold a hand in your face, and then they just turn and talk to someone else. Actually, like. actually, that's true. Because my first flight ever was Singapore to Malaysia. Yeah. Uh, on Singapore Airlines. Uh. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, this is cool. Then it sets the benchmark. Yeah, and yeah, I used to think, eh, why is the service? Everyone says service is good. Yeah, service yeah, yeah. should be like that, what? Yeah. But also, when I went to the US and you take the domestic flights yeah. that have the small aircraft, like <laughs> when you stand up, you can't really stand like fully straight or you can't raise your hands up yeah. because it's so small. Uh, and I'm not even a tall person. Yeah. And then you realize, okay, Singapore Airlines, <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's good, like It's good. Yeah, they they do maintain uh, a lowest uh, a standard of service that is is you you can't fault it lah right yeah. it's is is always going to be this like minimum standard whereas the US one is like yeah maybe sometimes you get someone who's really friendly but at times also you get someone who's really like off day or what and she's yeah. like she basically gives you a, like a fuck you in the way she throws maybe, the peanuts maybe at you. Maybe his definition of robotic is what we define as like fucking friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because he was flying yeah. from London to Singapore, right? Maybe that was his first taste of Singapore. Then maybe after three days in Singapore, he was like, oh fuck, Singapore, everyone <laughs> is fucking robotic. Because don't forget, we are the most emotionless people yeah, in man. the world. I don't know whether <laughs> that was done, I think, in 2018. I don't, they should yeah. do that every year, man. And that could be a number thing, another thing that we can claim, on, claim to be number one year after yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, if you get... The food is good. The ice cream is fan- always fantastic, and and uh, they I think they do the service usually with a smile, uh, But you know, a bit robotic. Uh. I yeah, mean, it's, it's, that, that maybe describes most Singaporeans in general. <laughs> so maybe that's like welcome to Singapore, dude. I don't know whether he's in Singapore now because he's he, flying he, to Singapore, right? Yeah, flying to Singapore. Yeah, 
Oh, fucking, fucking funny. And like, I mean, the view, he has 223,000 subscribers and the yeah. video has almost 100,000 views. Because the funny thing, that I think one of the first thing that caught my attention about this review was that 90% of the time when someone reviews uh, airlines, it's usually like, oh, SQ business class, oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. SQ premier economy, what is amazing. Everything's amazing. And the, what, the cabins are amazing, everything, you know. But I, this is the first time I hear someone actually shitting on an SQ flight. But I think the nice thing to take away is that there's 2,600 likes and 2,000 dislikes, which means, <laughs> which means Singaporeans care, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, are, they are basically saying the same argument that we, we've always uh, heard and say is like, Singap- Singaporeans are the only people that can complain about our shit. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. fucking come to our country and complain about our <laughs> shit. So it's some way, you know, you talk about Singaporeans not being patriotic, not being like, like fucking like outwardly expressing their love for Singapore. Look at this. <laughs> 2,000 people took the time. I dislike Fucking it. dislike it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but as much as, it, it might not even be Singaporeans. It might be just people who find that he's being a bit whiny, right? True. De- demanding attention. But no them. harm thinking that it's Singaporeans. Uh. Yeah. At least some, 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 some positivity. But I mean, I, 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 since you were in the airline, do you know the... It's part of the the protocol for airline stewards and stewardesses to have to like engage with guests. I think I think the protocol because I wasn't directly interfacing with the crew, yeah. but the general protocol is that just be provide good service. Uh. I don't know whether I mean provide good service can mean having conversations. Yeah. Some people don't like to be bothered. That's right. That's you know? right yeah. So I think it's one of those things that maybe this guy he himself said on his uh, uh, video that. Generally, that's his favorite part of taking uh, 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 flights, lah. Is interacting with the crew. Oh, already Singaporeans. I think if you at the auntie, you say how are you, auntie, she'll be like, huh, what the fuck? Why this? <laughs> what is uh, a guy talking to me?" Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah. it, like they have to give a bit more nuance, I guess. Yeah. His definition of good service might be very different from the crew just doing what they need to do, Because you can argue everyone got their meals quickly because the crew wasn't taking time to chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So is that better than having? these warm conversations and like, oh, and how warm can a conversation get on a fucking flight? Yeah. Like? like two minutes would be small talk shit. Oh, you know, sir, you're Where from you London. From? Oh, oh, you know, I went to London last year. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, two wow, rows down, the yeah. person fucking forgets who you are. Like. Yeah. I think that that's, he sounds like the kind of guy that, that comes to a party and brings, brings like a board game like Cards Against Humanity and like, everyone, let's sit down and play this game now. Well, so now and, we are shitting on him. <laughs> No, I mean, it just like sounds like... Singaporeans. If that's his priority, I mean, yeah. then he sounds like... He's just that kind of guy. La, and then, yeah. you know, certain certain experiences don't do it for him as much as... So I think the main thing is Singapore Airlines should give us uh, each 10 flights. <laughs> then we, we do a very holistic, comprehensive review yeah. across all classes, like just so yeah. we don't miss out anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. come on, man. Singapore Airlines, like, there's freaking toothbrushes in the toilet. Yeah. That you can just, like, open a drawer and take a toothbrush and start brushing your teeth. You can brush anything you want. You don't yeah. need to just brush yeah. your teeth. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, you find... And then socks. You want socks also there in the, in the drawer as well. Yeah, this is not a sponsored post. <laughs> <laughs> We're just very proud of it. And those yeah. people who... Those 2,000 people who dislike the post also go and donate money to Australia... Australia yeah, organizations at least at least do some good yeah yeah but but th- that's our 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 serious and goofy topic for the week now on to the final segment yeah which is our one shock thing for the week yeah where every week we just share one shock thing that, that made us think made us laugh made us smile yeah maybe even made us cry uh, my one shock thing is uh, a sequel to something I talked about before it's a game by the developer by the game developer Sam Barlow uh, basically, he he is this game called Telling Lies, which you can play on iOS or PC. Um, it's it's I think I mentioned before there was this game called Her Story where you watch videos 
and you you piece together a narrative from all these different videos. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, he's taken that that concept and then made it into a, a story with four different characters, and you watch um, almost like confessional videos of them talking to camera, and you piece together a very interesting um, terrorist terrorist related story uh, based on that lah. So the only way you interact with the game is that you, when you watch a video and then they say something, you search for, the, then they say an interesting word, like someone's name, like uh, Jennifer. Then you search for Jennifer and then other videos with the word Jennifer pop up. Mm. Then you watch all the videos, then you understand what who Jennifer is. Then let's say in one of those videos, another word is mentioned like, um, like bombing. Then you search for the word bombing and then after that, videos come up. And then slowly you piece together the whole narrative. And then once you've watched enough videos, the game will automatically uh, show you the ending, the ending scene. Mm. So you must get, you must just keep trying to watch videos to the point where you understand enough of the story that that you've managed to search for all the different videos using the keywords. Uh. Mm. So so it's very interesting because he he it completely means that every player has a different experience of playing the game because mm. how you search for words and everything is a different order. Same way in the way that you uh, you, you and you. Uh, engage with the narrative in a very non-linear way as well and you mm. slowly start to understand what each character is thinking and so this was a sequel that came out when? Uh, no it's a as it's not a sequel but this is a, his second game because the last time you mentioned the first yeah. game you said he had not done anything for years right? yeah yeah he had not done anything for years and he, he did this one game but that one what was different was that it was just one setting oh. one character now there's like four characters five characters and it's all different settings. And what's and, the name of the game? Uh, this one's called Telling Lies. It just came out like last year. Oh. A really, really interesting experience. Um, I think her story was much more intense because it was a, it's very like, uh, it's a murder mystery kind of thing. This one is, is a slightly bigger story so it'll take longer to finish and everything but just the, the feeling that you get at the end when you understand what the whole story is and then you're finally given the key to watch the last sequence. It, it just feels like you accomplished something uh. Whereas, you know, when you watch a movie, you're just being fed information and you process it. This one, you actively have to like, okay, um, I, I haven't, I haven't, I know I know that he's been doing this thing behind her back, like, which, you know, like his pregnant wife and all that. So I search for, I search for pregnancy and then after that, something comes out and then you watch, you watch it. And it, it, so it allows you to be like a little detective in trying to uncover the story yourself. Mm. Yeah. So that's wow. a very cool experience that uh, I think everyone who has an uh, Apple phone should try. Cool. Cool, cool. We, we'll put a link to the game in the in yeah. the description. Uh. Uh, and then my one shock thing for the week is I recently started watching the second season of Norseman. Have you heard of the show? Is that like N-O-R-S-E-M-E-N. A lot of half-naked, half-naked like uh, Scandinavian so, Vikings okay. or something. So like that's that. Vikings. Oh, that's Vikings. Yeah, there's a show called oh, Vikings okay, okay, which okay. is like like the Game of Game of Thrones set in Vikings. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Which, which is where, yeah, there's a bunch of half-naked Caucasian men who are fucking good-looking and yeah. ripped and it's damn intense. And I remember there was once I was at your house and yeah, I yeah, watched yeah. your wife and her girlfriends with glasses <laughs> of wine in their hand sit it's like two feet away from the TV just <laughs> just fawning over this, this man. Uh. It's like, like, that's what guys do with Game of Thrones <laughs> also, all right? <laughs> but Game, Game of Thrones is a story, man. Violence and so, sex. So anyway, yeah. they show Norsemen. It is also about Vikings, but it's yeah. a comedy. Oh, okay, okay. And it's got it. fucking genius, okay? I mean, it, it, it was, uh, it's super high production value. Uh, and interestingly enough, they filmed it, they filmed every season twice in Norwegian and English. Yeah. It's streaming on Netflix. I watched the first season, it was, it's very dry comedy. Mm. Uh, but essentially, it is set in a Viking 
uh, age in 791 AD where rape and pillaging and just uh, everything you hear about Viking culture is there. Yeah. But the funny thing is they take these modern day situations uh, and just put it in that sort of setting. So one example is after they just uh, raped and pillaged this entire village, yeah. you get the, the, head, the Viking head talking with his number two saying, you know, should we, should we rape first or eat first? <laughs> you know, I never like to rape on a hungry stomach. So I listened to an interview recently with the two creators because they talk about stuff like rape and all, right? Yeah. They, they anchor it a lot in actually Vi- like records of how Vi- the Vikings were. They were not nice people. Yeah. But they do it in a way that also in some way does a very good job talking about the horrors of rape but using very uh, smart ways of doing it. Uh, like whenever they talk about rape, it's the female that talks about it. So it's mm. not just men raping women. It's also women raping men. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. so, so it, it's, it's a very intelligent comedy. It's Does that count as, as empowerment though? No, no. As in empowering in the sense that it's never, not playing to the women is oh, the victim the of rape. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. not playing to the stereotypes. So they flip a lot of stereotypes and they oh. get away and they actually filmed it in a village that has been uh, uh, marked as an actual Viking village 1,500 years ago. Mm. So all the actors are from this Viking club of really? enthusiasts so the way they filmed it also they basically told the actors you just each of you have a role in a village you just do what you do oh, we will shit. film the scenes here with you guys in the background that's funny so that's why it it seems it, it's like it, it's it's a really good comedy it's a very easy watch and I highly recommend everyone to try it just watch the trailer first which we will put in the description is it a recent show I think the first season came out three years ago second okay. season came out last year oh, and the third season being filmed now oh yeah it's fucking genius that's yeah. funny yeah it's great interesting yeah but that's 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 all for me for my shookness this week. Cool, cool. cool it's been cool. A, quite a heavy, heavy few days, huh? Yeah, like heavy few news. days. It's probably gonna get even heavier, lah. Yeah. Hopefully, World War Three doesn't break out in, by the time we record the podcast next week. Yeah. The cool. internet. Hopefully, there's still the be internet. internet. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. As Till always, uh, yeah. Just let us know what you think. Any thoughts you have about podcast, and if you need any more information about places to donate to help the bushfire victims. Uh, check the links in our description of this podcast. Yeah. Otherwise, we will talk to y'all next week. Peace.